0: And now, story time with Mr. Black. You know, every year I go out to the annual Sturgis motorcycle rally. Love going out to Sturgis. This was my eighth year. I just got back from there. And, you know, it's an interesting story about how this whole thing got started. You know, this is their 82nd annual Over half a million people a year come out to Sturgis, South Dakota. It is a bucket list event. It is a thing that many people want to make sure they accomplish before they take their last breath on this planet. And the interesting thing is Sturgis, as with so many other things in life, is a great example of turning obstacles to opportunities. See, when you know who you are, when you know why you're here, when you know whose you are, those existential questions, then you can be fluid. You can be able to, to, to pivot if you need to be, if you need to, and that is what leaders do. The Sturgis experience, if you will, is a great example of it. For those who do not know, that the motorcycle rally is really the byproduct of J.C. Hoyle. Uh, and his wife, Pearl. J.C. Hoyle was born in Sturgis on May 30th, 1904. He married Pearl Kinney of nearby Rapid City in May of 1928. The couple remained together for more than 50 years. Hoyle got a start a business when he inherited an ice dealership from his father in the 1930s. There was only one problem. Freon was invented two years earlier in 1928. So by the late 1930s, refrigerators were finding their way into every single American home. In other words, the ice business was obsolete. But Pappy had a passion. He had a passion for motorcycles. He had a passion for racing. And so we actually opened the very first Indian uh, dealership. Indian motorcycle. It wasn't a Harley Davidson. It was an Indian motorcycle dealership. Uh, and after World War II, uh, Pappy noticed all these men who went and fought a war, who saw things of atrocity, uh, uh, were traumatized. There was no such thing as PTSD back then. There was no government help. They came back from fighting, from watching their friends and and uh, soldiers. Their faces blown off, killed, terrible tragedies. And then they came back, were dumped back on U.S. soil and told to go ahead and live. And so a lot of these people were broke. They were broken. And so they would go to uh, Army surplus stores and get motorcycles. And they'd fix them up. And Pappy was a mechanic and Pappy loved to race. And so one year, I think the first year, they had 200 motorcycles. uh, People come out. Uh, and it became more about fellowship the brotherhood it became more of a place for people to belong for people who the world had forgotten who America had forgotten who were traumatized and broken spiritually mentally emotionally. Uh, that's why they'd get on their motorcycles and ride and they'd ride and clear their heads. they'd ride and and spend some time see this is what great people do. And this is what America needs leaders people who aren't complaining The spirit of offense is great in America. Behind me, Satan. This is where you realize sometimes you get knocked on your butt. And you're not playing victim. Don't stay down and blame everybody else. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off and hit it again. And if it knocks you down again, pick yourself up. Dust yourself off and hit it again and again and again. One of my favorite human beings, the, the, the definition of American president, Ronald Reagan, had one of those situations. You know, like other movie actors, Ronald Reagan saw his acting career begin to slump in the 1950s. Fewer and fewer movie roles were coming his way, and many actors were turning to television, you know, the small screen. Although critic of the small screen, Reagan was to follow this route as well. He, he had to survive. But first, in 1954, he took a gig as a Las Vegas stand-up comic for a few weeks. He also was master of ceremonies, announcing a, a singing quartet called the Continentals. Later that same year, Reagan got a break. He landed a job as host of a weekly TV drama series, G.E. Electric Theater. The former movie actor joined the ranks of TV performers. Unpredictably, his position with General Electric was to lead him into politics. Part of his responsibility was to tour the U.S. as a public relations representative for General Electric, seeking out workers' opinions. In making celebrity appearances at GE plants, he received a political education. He got to meet the people, hear their problems. And during this time, he switched his views from liberal to conservative. He left the Democratic Party and became a Republican and began speaking out against government regulation, wasteful spending. As it turned out, the job... He probably would not have accepted accepted if his career had, had right been on track, proved to be an excellent training ground for his future role as president. One of my favorite quotes by Reagan, silly, is the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. But also one of my favorite serious quotes by Reagan is that the futures always look bleak till people with brains and faith and courage, who dreamed and dared to take risks, found a way to make it better. If we're free to dare, and we are, if we're free to give, and we are, then we're free to shape the future and have within our grasp all that we dream that future will be. When you live your life like it matters, you're fluid, you're flexible, you turn obstacles into opportunities. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.